Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Ama Gents Podcast. I'm your host, Captain P, with my fellow co-hosts, Tinas and Joe. We're excited to be here for another episode of Ama Gents, a new season. We had been missing in action for a few weeks, getting our notes ready, our information ready for an action-packed episode today. So, Tinas, Joe, how have you been? It's been a while. Uh, it's been a minute. Doing good. How are you guys? Yeah, good, man. I'm good. Joe? Yeah, awesome. I'm doing very well. And welcome back, guys. Welcome, welcome. So today is, again, as I said, it's action-packed. <laughs> There's many, many things happening <laughs> in the world <laughs> of politics, uh, yeah. sports. Sport is exciting. The Premier League has been back for a couple of weeks. Uh, some shocking results over the weekend and a shocking table topper right now in the Premier League. I think we've got the Rugby World Cup final, which will be another record-breaking World Cup final. New Zealand versus the Springboks. It'll be a good World Cup final uh, for the rugby. We've got the Cricket World Cup on. So many things to talk about, many things to jump into. So let's get it started. Right, we'll go over to the Premier League. Uh, we had uh, some few derbies which happened over the past weekend. We had the Arsenal-Chelsea game. Chelsea, very disappointing. Blew a two-goal lead. You know, that would have been the result of the weekend. Joe, his team is just steadily catching up on the wins. Another win for Liverpool, sitting in the top four. Chelsea's record is improved now in the top ten. But again, with that two points dropped, they would have been ahead of West Ham now. So... I will open it up to the gentlemen. And then, of course, Man United scraped through another victory. But looking at the table, you know, people were laughing at us just outside of top six by five points with all the bad results. Even Chelsea just out by eight points and only nine matches played. We've got another 29 matches to go. So it's going to be a, a long up and down season. A man, new Man City, the derby this Sunday. We might do the unthinkable beat Man City. But anyway, Joe, how was your Liverpool victory? I didn't quite catch it this time. I didn't even have the opportunity because I was traveling. Oh, yeah, you were traveling, eh, during the I was night traveling, day. so. But just the good news of just knowing that they won 2 0, it's enough to give me the satisfaction to wrap it off anyone's face. <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, you guys are sitting in the top four. Tina's yeah. Chelsea, the capitulation by Chelsea after leading two goals. And Sorry, I didn't get that. The capitulation of Chelsea, how they capitulated after leading two, two nil. Oh, very disappointed. I actually didn't watch the match. I think I, I'm just at a point where I, I need, I need a break. <laughs> A lot of disappointments. I mean, I think I think a lot of a lot of the problems that Chelsea Chelsea are facing have always been the issues they've always been facing. A breath of fresh air is that young guy Palmer. I think he's uh, he's got something. So looking forward to that. But yeah, the, the team just doesn't seem to be gelled up. You know, to be working as a as a, as a complete unit. Silly mistakes here and there. They cost us the first goal, and I think after the that first goal. The, the team just sort of started unraveling and uh, Arsenal managed to, 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 to gain the confidence they needed to, to, to get an equaliser, which is, you know, 
quite uh, disappointing. But yeah, typical Chelsea this season. Yeah, look, as I said, uh, it's it's a young team, but you can see that there's uh, some few bright spots there. I think the Palmer, he was sold by Man City. I think they will come to regret that. He looks like a top player. Again, the team midfield, again, it's under 24. So they've got lots of years ahead of them to be one of the top teams in England again. I don't know about the coach. If he's if he can turn them into winners, I think he can build a young team. We saw that at Southampton. We saw that with Tottenham. But just crossing over the line to win a trophy, that's what's missing. Even with PSG, was it PSG was struggling there? And he had all those superstars. So we'll see. And then other results, Aston Villa, dumping 4-1 win over West Ham. Again, another impressive victory. Again, top of the table, Tottenham. Who would have thought our Aussie coach, Ange Postecoglou, leading surprised everyone, eh? Tottenham to the top of the table, unbeaten. Uh, some good victories, a draw at the Emirates. They should have won that game again at the Emirates. Um, so, look, Tottenham is playing well. What are your thoughts on Tottenham? I haven't had the chance to watch them this season. Besides the reviews that I got about uh, Song the, in the beginning when he did the hat-tricks, but I haven't really been able to, to see them play, so I really don't know. Yeah, look, I, I've watched a couple of their big games, of course, when they beat us as Man U, uh, and watched a few of their other games, the Arsenal derby. That was a good game, but they are playing very, very well. It's actually looked a better team without Harry Kane. So <laughs> that's how football changes. Eh? They were relying on Harry Kane. Now he's gone and they look better. Joe, your thoughts on Tottenham? Uh, it's just that uh, here in Australia, it's like a frenzy. A lot of people, they pretend as if they like soccer because the anger is making Australia proud. Yeah. Taking yeah. Tottenham to the, to the top. Yeah, they might do a Leicester. You never know. Everyone was like, oh, Leicester, they're going to drop off. They're going to drop off. 2015, and, <laughs> and they won that Premier League. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone else was stum stumbling, you know, beating each other, smashing each other. The other top contenders just crumbling as the season. So you never know with Tottenham. They might pull, a, pull off a Leicester seven years, eight years later. So... That's That'll be great for someone like Song, who has really put his heart into Tottenham. I would love to see that for him. I've always thought uh, he deserves to be at a, at a club where he wins uh, silverware. Yeah, for look for for Son. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. He's now the captain. I think yeah, he's been a, a faithful servant for Spurs, as you've said. A lot of teams always wanted him, and he's been faithful to them. And I'm thinking it'll be a good reward uh, for him to lead. You know, as a South Korean captain, also to lead Tottenham to the Premier League. So it'll be a good story of the season. So we've got some big matches coming up again in the next few weeks. Uh, we've got the Manchester derby. Uh, we've got Arsenal at Sheffield United. We've got a, another London derby in Chelsea and Brentford. So a few good games coming up this weekend. We'll watch this space. Uh, hopefully, we'll have another good weekend. Um, man, you, I'll just talk about them briefly. They're just trotting along, <laughs> scraping <laughs> wins. So it is what it is. So at least a win is a win. We're just surviving there. Uh, you know, you go to Sheffield United and you have to get a wonder goal from a right back to win the game. The strikers aren't scoring. Uh, Rashford, 
in terms of stats, he's taking the most shots and attempts, but he's only scored one goal. So, <laughs> so we'll see how, how things will pan out for Eric Ten Hag. Look, I think it's our second season. That's the same thing, hopefully, which happened to Ateta in his second season. Things went down a bit. Arsenal believed in him and look at where Arsenal are. So let's see how we go. All right. Anything else you wanted us to talk in the world of sports? Newcastle, mate. Oh, yeah. You were saying they're going relegation, but uh, they're holding on. Yeah, man. They're in the top six, man. Did you see that uh, Murphy guy? Yeah, man. The way he was creating opportunity for for, for goals. Yeah, man. Four nil, my friend. (laughs) It's a strong team. It's a very, very strong team. You've got uh, uh, the Brazilian uh, Gumeresh, uh, again, Murphy, Gordon. So it's a, it's a, it's a good team. Uh, I'm not going to lie. We don't know about the uh, betting charges for Sandro Tonali, if that's going to affect them, the Italian who they signed, their big summer signing. So, oh. yeah. So, is, it the, is it the guy who was seen in the casino? What, what happened with that guy? I think, I, I believe, so I think that's part of the story. And I think it was betting on some of the games back in Italy. I think there's a oh, few man. players. Okay. I was like, uh, you're not allowed to go into the casino if you're <laughs> a player? Yeah. So, yeah. So it's the betting scandal. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with their betting scandal. And I think he's even admitted, there's an article in The Guardian which says Tonali admitted to betting on Milan games. Oh. And he was playing for Milan. Wow, wow that's crazy, though. That's uh, very unsportsmanlike. Because, uh, what are you trying to There's no way you're going to try and influence a whole team to win. So if you're going to bet on a team, it's either you're, you're trying to make them lose. Yeah. So again, they're saying that he's got a gambling addiction. <laughs> and it might be a potential one-year to three-year ban because he's admitted to it. And I think that's, yeah, online sports betting. That's what he was doing on his iPhone. And, man, you never have this privacy because the investigators, the police went through his iPad and his phone and saw all the sports betting history and transaction. So (laughs) that's it. Be careful on what you do (laughs) online. (laughs) It'll come and bite you. (laughs) <laughs> It'll come back <laughs> yes. to haunt you. <laughs> yeah, so the, that's the article in The Guardian that was published, I think, late last week when the news really broke and some of the admissions which were made by some of the players. So they're saying that he might get a, a less ban. So usually it's three years, but because he's admitted, they might do it a 12-month ban. Similar to Ivan Tony, the Brentford player, who did sports betting. And, you know, you're making, you know, <laughs> hundreds and thousands of dollars. But, yeah, you know, you still want to bet, you know, on a on a game of football. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe you're thinking you've got a scoop on something, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, something which we need to investigate and look at. Is it bad for team? Look, is it bad for players to bet of sports betting? I don't think it's – unless they're affecting the whole team to lose or they're in a critical position like a goalkeeper, they can let goals fly in. But really a midfielder, does it really change everything? Maybe it's the influence. Maybe he has two, three players that he has that are under his fold. So, you know, because once once you, you get into that habit, you can easily recruit people to say, guys, 
because some of these some of these monies that are being bet out there are crazy. Like look at the case of India with T uh, Twenty cricket and all those things. It's crazy money. Even in hockey, crazy money they bet on their team. So yeah, I think with betting as well, the, the other concern is the money laundering loophole. It's a way to launder the money, clean the money. If you know that a team is winning, you put all your bets there and the money, you know, <laughs> yeah, and it come back up. to you <laughs> much more cleaner, isn't it? Nice and clean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that, you know, so there's a lot of implications with this betting uh, scenario. So again, I think in the next episode, we'll, let's have a look into this Tonali story, football players being banned for gambling. I think it will be something which will good to look at, have a discussion with our viewers and listeners. All right. That was a good, good discussion on sport. I know everyone is itching to talk about um, Wait, oh, wait a minute. Oh, yes. um, the rugby. Did you guys watch the rugby? Yes. South Africa and England. Yes. Did you watch it? How was it? I, I saw some crazy videos online about South Africans. <laughs> I saw a springbok, the actual animal, with a, with a scarf, a South African flag a scarf. I saw, I think, the winning try or something that South Africa did. I saw a guy running in the water and jumping into the pool. A lot of people doing crazy things. They're quite excited, eh? Yeah, no, they were, yeah. Look, the team hasn't been playing well, but they've really stepped up in this World Cup. And the games they're winning, man, it's close ones. One-point game, two-point yeah. game. But they're physical, man. Like this game, yeah. That was the next topic we're diving into. Like this final, four of the last winners or of the last World Cups. Yeah. It's New Zealand and Springboks split 2-2. Both of them have three World Cups together. So whoever wins now has the fourth World Cup. So basically, it's like a a series breaker to show who's been the best. Who's been the best, yeah. The last since when? Since 2007, yeah. Oh, up to now. interesting. Yeah. going to be a fight of, uh, of the Titans. Yep. It's going to be a fight, yeah. Because I think, yeah, I think New Zealand won in 2007, then the All Blacks, then South Africa 2011, and then 2015 was the All Blacks again. 2019 was South Africa. So who do you, who, who do you think will win here? If you're a batting man, how, how, how do you think it's going to fare? Look, uh, with my heart, of course, you obviously you pick the Springboks as a fellow African, but New Zealand, after they lost the first game, it was a wake-up call. And they've oh. been steamrolling teams now. So New Zealand have got the momentum, but South Africa have got the physicality, which I don't think this iteration of the All Blacks is super physical because the team which beat them, France, was very physical in the first game. So... But again, if you look at Argentina, who they beat on the way to the final, that's another physical team. So we'll see. It's a catch-22. But anyway, we'll have to wake up early to watch that game. It should be a good game to watch. I don't know what time that is. Let me have a look. World Cup final. I think that's at 4 or 5 a.m. Yeah, 5 a.m. for that final on Sunday morning. Which is, yeah, man. So Monday, Monday morning, Sunday, Sunday morning. Yeah, it'll be Saturday night in South Africa. Oh, if South Africa wins, eh? Also, oh, oh, so it's Saturday going into Sunday morning for us. Yeah, 
Yes. Yeah. So it'll be a Saturday evening in in France, which would be an evening in in South Africa. So it'll be a good game. Definitely, my, my I definitely want to watch that one. I definitely want to watch that. Yeah. So I think that, I think that will be on Stan Sport. I think the final. So which would be good to watch. <laughs> and now we move to the next section. We've talked about. Have you guys watched the Cricket World Cup? That's another one. Cricket World Cup. <laughs> so England lost on the same day with the Proteas <laughs> and the Springboks, man, on the same day. Yeah. And looking at the table right now, the hosts unbeaten five out of five. India with New Zealand on number two, South Africa number three, Australia on number four, England are last at the Cricket World Cup. With Sri Lanka, I don't think they will make it. So, again, some people are saying it might be a India or South Africa final for the World Cup because both of them are pretty much in form, including New Zealand as well. So, lots of sports and activities. I think the basketball, at the time of recording, the basketball will start tomorrow, I think. Tomorrow afternoon, our time, which will be Tuesday evening in the United States. So the NBA season is back. And we've got the LA Lakers versus the Denver Nuggets. So that's at 9.30 a.m. in the morning. And then you've got Golden State versus Phoenix Suns at 12 p.m. I think that's the best. I think that's the advantage of living in Australia. Sometimes you can watch the basketball <laughs> whilst you're typing your reports. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> if you need a break, you can watch the basketball. If you're having your lunch, you can watch the NBA finals whilst having lunch and enjoy yeah. the NBA finals. That's that's a good thing. Some of with the Aussie and the American time zones, watching some of the American sports, you watch them during summer. <laughs> if you need to detox the mind, you can just turn on the TV and watch some I mean, NFL. Now you've got the NBA back. So the whole week, you're covered. You're covered, definitely. And I'm sure there's other sports that are coming in between as well. Yeah. So you're covered somehow. Somewhere you've got a bit of sports just to, to watch and, and enjoy. So look, all of sports, as you said, sports all around. If you're a sports lover, that'll keep you indoors. You know, stay at home. No, uh, no pubs, no clubs. You can just <laughs> increase yourself into the sporting. So let's have a discussion about this volatile topic. I think let's keep, let's call the Jets whilst we're discussing. There's a lot of emotion towards it. And obviously a bit of, what can we say? I'm coming closer to the mic. A bit of, uh, <laughs> a bit of discussion about how the response is in terms of uh, the Ukraine conflict and what was happening to the Ukrainians and what's happening to the Palestinians, that, you know, the West has turned a blind eye toward the, what's happening to the Palestinians. And, you know, there was so much outcry for what was happening with Russia. So what's your take, gentlemen, on this conflict has been happening for a couple of weeks now? I open the floor and then I'll come back with my points. I think the first thing I'll say is this: these two conflicts, though they're all conflicts, they're very different in the fact that the other one is is made, is made up. 
where certain people are gaining of this one and the other one is is actually a real war where you know a lot of people are are fighting for a cause unlike uh what we see in Russia where in in Ukraine where Ukraine is basically being used as a proxy to 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 gain whatever motive that the west has in that region and you see the 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 Jews and the Palestinians they have a very genuine war it's almost similar in the context because it's all about who stays where but it's 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 the motive behind the fighting that is really different i don't know uh, i feel for the israeli palestinian war i think a lot of it could have been curtailed if 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 they would have said and actually just discussed about what they you know who takes what and you know which piece of land and but it's, it's it's very tough for the Palestinians because that's their piece of land that they've had for the longest time. I know a lot of people talk about the biblical aspect of things. As a Christian, I also understand. But they've they've owned that land even in the biblical times. They were they were, they were spoken about as having been there already. So I think it's a very tough one for them to to to, to let slide. All right, you want me to jump in now? Go for it. I think, you know, I, think I, I think both of these conflicts. I think let's just be honest. Yes, we might say one is fighting for ideological reasons and one is a proxy war, but there's a few. I look at the, you know, deeper behind the scenes. Look at it. It's only a few people are benefiting out of this. There's a military industrial complex which is out there with mm-hmm. the current American leadership, right? Where after four years of, you know, no conflict, no war, they've been developing equipment. The current secretary of the defense is a former CEO of a defense company, right? These guys mm-hmm. need to make their buck. And these are some exactly. people who need to make money, right? Yes, the Palestinians, yeah, they've been affected. And what Hamas did on that day Again, ideologically, they may be justified, right? However, the way they did it, you know, capturing young women and children, again, we don't agree to that. You don't subscribe to that. And then furthermore, again, why I find it very weird is how with Israel, we know that their defense is at the highest rated. They are always aware of intelligence, things happening. The way it was infiltrated, unless you know it's a conspiracy theory that they knew it was going to happen on that day, which was a public holiday, and they let it happen so that they can manufacture this outrage. I think I, I, I think to a certain extent that's what happened because, like you said, Mossad is one of the top agents, if not the top intelligence agencies in the world. They know things about other countries that a lot of people don't know. And then how is it that your own country is attacked from an adversary that you know wants to always attack you? So it, it doesn't make sense that things like that happened. And I think I was also watching uh, some gentleman on, on, on one of the news articles saying it was reported that Netanyahu gave the army a stand down and they actually defunded certain areas along where Israel was, was attacked. So, so for me, that says they wanted 
you know, the, the, the little slap on the, on the cheek so that they could come gun, all guns blazing. Yeah, because I think, you know, there's there's this proxy war. Again, there are many proxy wars which are being fought. There's a proxy war between Israel and Iran. Right? Exactly. And Israel wants Iran to react and come through. And then we have a full-fledged war. Yeah. So, right, there's there's a lot of jostling for, you know, because <laughs> apparently most of the missiles, some of the missiles that are being used by by Hamas are, are said to be Iranian yes. uh, missiles. So I think most of the weapons that they, they, they have access to are Iranian. And then you also have, on the other hand, you also have, uh, is it Lebanon? Is also fighting Israel. It's almost like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's almost like Israel wants a full-on with, with uh, the Muslim world. But, but but you see now, if you look at whether you call it coincidence, whether, you know, for Christians, you call it biblical, for people who believe in other, you know, numerology, if you look at what happened, let's say, for example, in 1967, right, when there was an issue with the recognition of Jerusalem, there was a, a mini war. Yeah. 50 years later, when Trump recognized Jerusalem, Right, seven years later, there's a war in Yom Kippur. In 1973, <laughs> there was a Yom Kippur war. So you see, some of these things you might call it coincidence, history repeating itself, or you know timelines where you know some of the people who, who believe in that stuff, I'm forcing things to happen to fit a particular narrative and a timeline. Because for me personally. This issue, I'm not looking at it as between, because basically these people, if you look at biblically, historically, they're siblings. It's a brother. Yes. Bra- they're, they're the same people. They're the same people, right? Even when you go and pray for people who have traveled to Israel, when you go and pray, they both, you know, go to the grave of Abraham, right? Mm-hmm. They say they who's their father. One goes on the other side and one enters on the other side, right? For the Arabs on the other side, for the Jews on the other side. So that's it's it's a relationship war, but there are people who benefit from these type of battles, and people individuals are sucked in emotively, right? And now you've got people who are friends or mates now saying, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm pro Palestine, I'm pro Israel," and people start to bicker about that. Yeah, <laughs> but what is your take, though, Joe? Over to you. I think this whole thing is uh, a muddled in a whole lot of complexity because with Hamas, what they did was really horrific. It was not good. But on the same scale, what Israel has done in the aftermath is equally or even more horrific. And it's something that we do not expect or anticipate to be coming from a country that is portrayed as democratic. And with their religion overall, which is uh, against the killing of the children, the violence against the, the children. So at the end of the day, uh, the complexity is you find that when Palestinians 
are being attacked. The big, you know, conglomerates, big companies, big politicians, they are all vying for or supporting Israel, who is the perpetrator of the violence towards the Palestinians for over 50 years. But when that happened to Ukraine, they were quick to say international human rights, crimes, war crimes, things like that. But when Israel is doing it, they put a blind eye to the international criminal law. Because what Israel did after the 7th of October, when they bombed indiscriminately, bombing where the children and the civilians were, knowing that there are children and civilians that are going to be killed by their actions, it's called collective punishment. And collective punishment, by definition, is an international criminal offense. So, So, you know, in that one, we can respond that Hamas is publicly, you know, people publicly know that Hamas has used women and children as human shields. Some headquarters or their communication bases are behind or, you know, within a region of a hospital. Yes, you might call it collective punishment. However, those who are being defended, right, are using other people as human shields. Right. So coming back to that, I think Tinas was talking about Mossad being one of the best in the world. So in all honesty, these guys, they've got the capabilities, the technology and the intelligence to carry out clinical specialist, you know, attack to go and extract whoever they want to. Like what uh, the Americans did with Osama bin Laden in Pakistan. They didn't go and bomb the whole neighborhood. They strategically went in and infiltrated Israelis. They can actually do that. They own the whole bit. They control the whole bit. They can send their special forces in, go even into the tunnels, gas the the Hamas out of the tunnels, and, you know, capture them neatly. I think now, (laughs) look, I'm not not an arms uh, war specialist, nor a defense specialist, but what you're saying is not (laughs) practical, uh, because for them to do the ground offensive, to gas people, that will lead to more casualties. Right? No, 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 no. Not gassing as in killing. Like yeah, no, I'm, okay, I'm not, not like gassing. gassing. No, no, no. Tear I'm gassing not, I'm, the tear gassing out people, yeah. People to come they'll, out. But, they'll come out. Yeah, but for you to put that tear gas, you have to do a ground offensive. Yes. This is what they're trying to avoid because on a ground offensive, right, they will be shot at, right? Yep, yep. Then they have to retaliate with shooting and yes. with the use of human shields. Right? right, so that is now where way. now let me now bring the next point. The yes. c- critical question is if Hamas is jointly supported, right? Why has Egypt closed its borders? Egypt no, no, should no, have no. allowed citizens to go in because citizens were told to evacuate, and the closest right. way for them to evacuate from the region where they are is to go into Egypt. 
no, if no, you no, look no, at that's the map. That's not the closest way. The closest place for them to evacuate mm. to is going into Israel. And the next closest is what? Egypt. The next closest is Egypt. And so you find that Egypt is for the Palestinians. You know why? If they get displaced, they are never going to come back to that land. That would be the end of it. So that Gaza Strip, where we are talking about Gaza there, the closest border is to the south, right? Obviously, they get into Egypt. So uh, Gaza and uh, Israel, they are are bordered. They are bordered. They are bo- yes, they are bordered. But what I'm saying is that obviously what they cannot run into Israel because Israel will be hesitant to let some of the people in because they will say, We are, you know, destitute, we want to evacuate, right? I'm I'm just thinking they, they won't let them in, brother. Layman, yeah. layman terms. They'll so the, never let them in. So the other people who have to let them in, the civilians, are the Egyptians. But the Egyptians are scared as well because they don't want to end let elements which will resurrect the Muslim Brotherhood. That is another angle, but a, on a more honest note, do you think if the Palestinians relocate to to Egypt, do you think they're going to come back into the Gaza Strip or the Gaza Strip? Because Israel is creeping in, settling their people slowly into the Gaza area, into the Gaza Strip. Because like what Tina was saying about Tina, you were talking about why don't they define what, what, who owns what and who owns what. That has been done by the United Nations when they when they officially oh. gave the Israeli state yeah. what it is now. But now it, it's, it's been done, now, since nineteen forty seven it's been done five times. Yeah. And all times Palestine has rejected because obviously it was their land to begin with. So no, no, for no. them they don't see Yes. But now they've been like that for for over fifty years, right? But now Israel is like a cancer now. They are going slowly into the territories of, uh, you know, of uh, Palestinians. And violently. Yeah, we might talk about uh, Hamas, but it's not about Hamas. Like uh, one analyst was talking about uh, West Bank. There is no Hamas in West Bank. Uh And in the last few months, there have been casualties of Palestinians being killed by the Israeli elements. Yeah. There's no Hamas. So so, so, so so the example that I that I, I gave the other day when I was talking to a colleague was if we were to take any African country, say say Zimbabwe for for what happened when white people came and settled and tried to make Zimbabwe their home, tried to give each other pieces of land and things like that. What happened? The Zimbabwe they fought back. There were two wars that were fought significantly, uh, and, and and the second war led to independence in quotes uh, of 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 the piece of land called Zimbabwe, which had been named Rhodesia. So the exact same thing is happening to a country called Palestine, where a people have continually come because it is said that any Israeli 
who resides anywhere in the world, if they just happen to come today and say, I'm going back to Israel, they are given a piece of land. Where are they taking that piece of land from? They don't they don't have land. Yeah. They're taking it away from somebody. So now one of the biggest issues that 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 is key in this whole thing is 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 the the settler part of it where people I think it was a UN charter that said no one should live in that area. It is contested land. No one should live in that area until such a time when they've agreed. But Israelis keep leaving there. More families keep going there and setting up. So slowly but surely, they're taking away land that has, that the world has said, okay, no one should live there. But they're doing it. And they're doing it violently, with killing, with everything. One of the one of the words that was used to describe what's happening to Palestine is 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 what happened in South Africa, Ap- apartheid. Apartheid, yes. Exactly, and 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 what happened in South Africa when that happened? People fought. So I, I don't I don't ex- I don't know why here. It's, it's it's a different situation where the world expects Palestinians to keep quiet or not to or to be humble or not to say anything when the very same thing when it happened elsewhere in the world people fought yeah it's because you know israel has got uh, so many vices on so many governments they've got a lot of people with you know a lot of power who can actually manipulate and control even including the media yeah, so let's call it what it is. <laughs> yeah, let's so call it what the, it is. At the end of the day, they can make a spin-off, and the whole media will be talking about it. Like uh, what happened to the hospital? The hospital, the one of the defense guys in Israel came out and said, "We have uh, managed to bomb the hospital where the Hamas were hiding." Yeah. All right, and then there was a backlash. Mm-hmm. And then they came back to say, no, 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 it wasn't the, the IDF. It was Hamas uh, misfiring weapon. <laughs> right? And yeah. then that spin-off went like third fire, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Until these young TikTokers, <laughs> they they revived all those, you know, videos where the, 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 the defense guy was talking about, the, you know, the clinically... Surgically attacking, attacking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, if they want you to believe that poopoo is cake, they'll make you believe it through repetition, oh. through hypnotic rhythm. They will put strawberries on yeah, it. I think. I think your use of hypnotic rhythm here <laughs> is not. Is not. Is not. Is not really <laughs> a strong point, right? How you look. Know, as I said, I've put a disclaimer that this battle, there's is, there's a lot of deeper meanings, whether logistically, spiritually, if you believe in the spiritual, if you don't, that's up to you. And, you know, militarily and financially, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of moving parts in this battle here. And yes, you might talk about Palestinians always having this land. But this land has had many wars from the Ottoman yes. Empire, right? Yes. From <laughs> biblical times through the Roman Empire. Do you know that in history, the only time that these that the, the Palestinians were displaced was with the Ottoman Empire? Yes. Before the Israelis then came in. So that's how long these guys have had that land. Yeah, yeah. yeah but they were displaced during the Ottoman Empire. 
and then there was the the issue about the holy land, right, or the holy mm-hmm. place, the holy yeah. place which both parties both agree, right, yes. is yeah. in the Jerusalem, yes. yeah, which created this accord post the World War Two, yes, right, which was funded by the Rothschilds and other entities to say that what place can we give Israel? There was that contestant of the Ottoman Empire, right, where there was displacement. And that land, basically, it didn't really have anyone in control of that land, right? Hence why you've had those multiple wars. Okay, no, from what? 1947 to 19... 19- no, 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 no. no. The, the, a lot of Palestinians were killed over that land, mate. A lot of Palestinians were killed over that land because... There were um, Palestinians in that land at the time and, uh, and, and what for dis- Israel what dis- to be established, they were displaced during the World War. Yeah. Not during the World War. Post-World War. Po- Post nineteen forty seven is post the World War, guys. That's when yeah. this accord was reached. So right? when they came and uh, marked to say this is uh, this is Israel, there were no people in there. No, I'm not saying there were no. People. Do, you, do you know how? Do you know how Israel was 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 formed? Israel was formed through a declaration. I'm forgetting what it was called. It starts with a B. That they said there should be a, a place where we give the Israeli their their, their piece of land. And this is after Hitler had what he had done to them, and yeah. and and then all of those people that had yes. that had but the piece uh, of land. That, okay, initially, okay, so. they came in as refugees. The piece, yeah, of exactly, land. The piece exactly, of land. running away from 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 the, Germany. The, the piece yeah. of land has always been agreed by both parties as a significant place of their history. What parties? The Arabs and the Jews, because of the holy place. What is the holy place? Jerusalem. They are all in agreement. That is the holy place of Abraham. Yes. yes. Right. I, are, we, are, we in, are we disagreeing there? No, 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 no. We are in agreement. And what in happened to the regard. Jews? The Jews but... were pushed out, right? During that Roman, the, the Crusades. Mm-hmm. And, no, but okay, where did the Jews go, bro? If, if they were displaced, where did they go? Remember, remember the Jews were not there in the first place. Remember the Jews came the from, Jews from came Egypt. In, yeah, and displaced the Canaanites. Yeah, are uh, the modern day Lebanese and Irani Iraqis and exactly. Iran. Yeah, and half of that, the place, you know, you know, biblically, they came and attacked the. In biblically, it's also been confirmed historically. Like let's let's yeah. let so it's not historical. their land. Yeah. <laughs> it belonged to. <laughs> no, but it was their land, guy. They went to Egypt and they were yeah. in slavery in Egypt, but it was yeah. their land. Abraham Where was there. Abraham was there. Like, if you want to talk historical, Abraham was there. Why are you where in is in 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 modern day Israel? That's what he was. Yeah, but, but when Abraham, he left the Euph- when Abraham left the Euphrates yes. and he came, he, that, he settled in. He settled there. He settled and in in Israel. In Israel, yes. By then, it was called. It was Canaan. It was Canaan, the land of uh, was it the land of? Milken. No, no, Judea. I think it was Judea. Oh, that's, I think you need to go back and read your Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he he came and settled in Canaan, right? Where was he coming from? From beyond the Euphrates River, he was coming from up north. 
That's why they are both. That's why they are in agreement that Abraham is their father. He was coming up north from a modern day. They some say modern day between Iran and Turkey. Yes. So he is originally Turkish. <laughs> ah, those are now semantics you're now looking for. <laughs> no, that's 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 not that's not relevant to the topic. Because because he was came he came and and, and had two different children, right? One were called Jews and one were called whatever. Yeah. That, that that that's where the the Jews and 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 the the the, the, and the, the Muslims yeah. yeah yeah that's that's where they 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 because one son went that way the other son and the other son went that way so and when the, the the son that went there became the Muslim the one that went there became you know the the, the, the yeah that's yes exactly yeah. yeah so look as I said this conflict has got many layers to it. But what I've always said is that I, with one of my other mates and colleagues, I told them that it's a war of information. What yeah. information do you want to tolerate and read, right? <laughs> because some people, if you see like one thing which I, which I laugh and, and, and say this, this thing you just need to, to wise up a bit is you see <laughs> rainbow flags at these Palestinian support rallies. Are you telling me these guys of Hamas who accept people from the rainbow flags? That's a no-no. So that's why you just have to look at some of these things. The people who are doing these protests and rallies, there's a deeper agenda to it. Someone wear a man wearing a dress was at a Washington, D.C. rally saying pro-Palestine. Uh, would they be accepted if those, they walk those, into those an Those are just attention seekers. What, what, do you, what do you think is going to happen now that Israel has bombed Gaza and has pretty much layered it all down? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen if Hamas stops fighting back and says, listen, let's do what you want to do? What do you think is going to happen? Do you know right now, anyone who's in Gaza can go into Israel and get immediate Israeli citizenship? Mate, 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 mate. Come on. It's there. No, 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 no. Do you guys have did you guys do your research? No, 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 no. Just go. Just you could you could you I'll make you listen. The Arabs can get their immediate citizenship. Listen, you can get citizenship, but you are living as a second class citizen. You have a different number plate from Israelis, you'll have a different ID card from Israelis, and everybody will know that you are not Israeli. You are is yeah, Muslim. Sorry, Palestinian, whatever you want to call it. That's how much pedantic they are about making sure we know you, who you are. So yes, you could be given the citizenship, but you are living as a second-class citizen. You're not you're not living uh, as though you're in your own country. You're living as though you're a refugee or some sort. And look, both of them contest that it's their country. Both of them contest because of one person. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not part of TBN Broadcasting Network. But this all goes back to one man, right? Who, de <laughs> who decided to poke two different women. And you've got this issue. Now. <laughs> but look, man, the, the only question, the only question that I always ask everybody, and 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 you know, if you if you if you want to be fair in answering, is if you were a Palestinian, 
and facing what you're facing from the Israelis, would you sit down on your laurels and just agree? Because for me, those those guys are facing a very tough time where they're being dominated by somebody who has all the resources and all the time in the world to, to, to crush them under their finger. And they're doing it nicely and slowly. And a situation like this is a very good uh, example, that a very good opportunity that they've had to even just decimate more and more of what you have. And, 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 and now they know you need fuel. Now they know you need electricity. Now they know you need aid. You're basically at their mercy. They won't stop until they decide we are going to stop. This is what's going to happen. And can you imagine, I don't know if you guys saw a video that was, that came out of a little child who was holding stones and, and, and threatening this soldier. And at one point he actually threw a stone and this soldier was holding a gun. And he wanted to shoot the boy. That's exactly what's happening between Israel and Palestine. That's happening, all right. But the main fundamentalist group, right, Hamas, do you know what their manifesto is? They've only got one manifesto, you know that, on their document? It's wipe out all Jews. They don't talk about building a better Palestine. They don't talk about anything else. It's only wipe the Jews. But why was Hamas, why was Hamas founded? So it's it's a brainchild of Israel. How? Hamas. Uh, Hamas was uh, was found as as a rebellion from uh, is it Palestinian resistant? Uh, they branched off from the PLO. PLO. Uh, Fatah, I think it's Fatah or something they, that was fighting initially. Fatah because they were radicalists. They did yes. not want to. So, so they were radicals, right? Yes. So at the end of the day. What we are doing right now, we are taking Hamas and using Hamas as the entire Palestine. Hamas is not Palestine. But you know, but okay, but you know, okay, but you know, in their national council or whatever they call their parliament, who's got majority of the seats? Hamas. Yeah. And they control Gaza. That's where I was coming back to say West Bank, there is not even a shred of Hamas in West Bank. But West Bank is being devastated as we are speaking right now. There, Israel is killing the Palestinians in West Bank, but there is no Hamas. And there are no rockets coming from there. Right. They are using Hamas as an excuse. So at the end of the day, even if there is no Hamas, they will always find a reason to kill the the, the Palestinian animals. They call them. That's yeah, what, that's what they call that's them. That's what Hitler was calling the Jews when they were when they were wiping the Jews. Rats, exactly. Rats. Now they're calling them Palestinian animals, and that's why they don't even flinch when they're killing the children. Even before the 7th of October, a lot of Palestinians died, including children. And nobody wants to talk about that. They want to talk about when the rockets flew, but you don't want to think about what is poking someone to, to do things like that. I don't support violence at any at any goal, but my only question is, anywhere else where it has happened in the world, what was the result? And and that will give you the answer of, of what is expected of anyone who's facing such a challenge in their own country, in their own land, where they have their ancestors buried for, 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 for millennials. Yeah, look, yeah, it's a very complex situation. We see how we go. But yeah, you know, we, we hope for and you know, pray for I've peace. Got, I've got a solution for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. 
if they want you know the killing and the shooting to stop all the israelis who are uh, speaking up about the massacre that the palestinians are experiencing they should just team up with the palestinians <laughs> all the africans they team up with the palestinians those americans who are if you look if you look closely the the the, the povo the majority of uh, irregular people they are supporting palestine and the politicians are supporting israel look yeah the, the, the regular um, people the regular people are, look have just been uh, indoctrinated in a in a different kind of politics <laughs> the people who just follow what they are being ideologies which are being taught no one has ever defended for myself here personally i can't say no <laughs> personally i don't i don't support what israel has done but the notion of just saying that all these people were just given this land in 1947 without going through the back history and back stories of their displacement and their resettlement prior to 1947 is a very weak argument ah <laughs> no seriously it is anyway <laughs> where were the jews before the, the the war where were they they were the where, where, where are these people being misplaced from during the war the 1947 war yes the world war, world war ii where is that, hitler before where is hitler getting these people okay. from you know about yeah. the ottoman so empire I'll, the ottoman I'll, empire I'll, came from north and displaced who? Is the but, Ottoman Empire? That's the tech. Yes. The tech, yeah. 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 So, so they, with the Salad Houdins, what did they do? Yes. They, they, the, the techies, they were occupying that land, but when they were occupying the land, mm -hmm. they were Palestinians in that land. You see? And what Because happened to the majority of the over. Jews when they were they were displaced and they no, moved? No, 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 there no, were no Jews that, there. No, no, no. During that time, I you, can't say there were no that Jews time there. the Jews were all over the world. <laughs> there were no Jews. <laughs> the Jews were in the European uh, region. What, how 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 Jews. did they get to go to those European regions? Because they were displaced through all the transitions from the Roman Empire, through everything. You know that, guys. Let's not and just pick and choose. And some of the Jews were in Africa. I think majority of them were in Europe. My second best was Africa. And what happened when they were in Africa? What was, the Tunisian, the, what was the Tunisian leader doing? He was shipping them, them from, to, to, to German, German, right? For slaughter. For slaughter. So that's what yeah. I'm saying, that what happened for the Jews to be displaced during yeah. it happened all prior to 1947. So let's you know, not talk Tina's about argument. Tina's argument is there were people in Canaan before the Jews. So we can't take we can't say it's 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 their land. And when they came after the world war, they were refugees in that land until the United Nations, you know gave them the land to say now it belongs to, now it's an israeli state the, the 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 jews when when the world saw them suffering from where they were they, they were being whatever was being done to them by the, the germans the jews then said listen the, the the world then said and and this is the, the okay there's some jews there i, I want to i want even to think even rochelle i think he's a jew originally and i think 
through his work behind the scenes and and other other people they they pushed forward that the uk who had fought against the ottoman empire and took control of that land at that point the the united kingdom had power over that land initially they'd given but that land back to the to the palestinians but then it was then said that uh, since the, the 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 jews were having such a tough time with these guys and uh, they didn't have anywhere to go they should create a, an area for them to go and settle this like like we said before it was almost like a, a refugee sort of type of situation where they're saying oh, okay initially we, 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 we this could have been their land I, I think maybe they were basing it on biblical history or whatever you and they gave them a piece of land if you look there's a map that shows Israel Palestine from 1947 19 I think it was 1967 and and present day now Israel has been growing like Joe said like a cancer they've literally just been growing and eating up all the land that the Palestinians once owned and these are people that were settled after they had been decimated by the by the Germans so you can imagine someone comes into your your uh, your yard and you give them a corner and you say okay you can stay there you can build your cottage they, there why are they given a corner because both people here have got those they've got equal right to that land if you base it on the holy no, no, land no, no. that up. land was the philistines land and they came and slaughtered the philistines how, how 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 what are we saying here? What, what are we saying? If we say they they have equal rights, have how can you have? Rights, how do you have equal rights of something that you have not stayed in for 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 the for, for the for the rest why, of history? But you were displaced, girl. You guys agree that they were displaced. The Jews were the ones in control prior to the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire entered, and they were still in control, and then they were displaced. Before before they were displaced, right? Mm. They were in that land yeah. before they displaced people who were in that land. Who was there? They exactly. were other people. They were other people there. <laughs> so let's not just start history on Israelites. Yeah, that's where the issue is. Yeah. we are starting history. So they got displaced. The, the, now they want to claim others. ownership. And the, <laughs> the people that they displaced. <laughs> you know. No, it's okay. <laughs> All right. The the Balfour Declaration was the one that was signed in 1917, which which I think uh, Walter Rothschild and Arthur Balfour were working with the British to 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 to, to create land for for the Israelis. And I think to note is is, is already the British were the the one they were the ones who were taking land from the Ottoman Empire, and they were the ones that were, you know, in control of that land at that point. Redistributing the land. Exactly. Uh, look, as I said, it's a complex, it's a sad situation. Women, children, elderly, it's it's very sad. And, you know, we, we, to be honest, we need to pray and hope for peace in all the regions, Middle East, Europe, and see what comes out in the next few weeks. I, from what you can see from the build-up, there's a build-up of a, a ground insurgency happening. Before you continue, can I just finish this with this statement? Hmm. 
that is this is a public record wikipedia it says the balfour declaration was a public statement issued by the british government in 1917 during the first world war announcing its support for the establishment of a national home for the jewish people in palestine then the ottoman region then an ottoman region with a small minority jewish population so it's in palestine Yes, it was renamed Palestine when. Yeah, now you guys are picking the history where you no, want. No, 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 Pal- no, no. This is Wikipedia, mate. This is Wikipedia, mate. We, we, I, I've seen. I've, I've got the Balfour statement. I'm reading the same statement you're reading, right? Palestine. Do you know? Actually, know that Palestine. If you want to go historically, was actually technically an an insult to the peoples who were affecting the Jews at that time, prehistorically. There was nothing called Palestine. It was actually Philistines, Amorites. There was multiple tribes. And then there was named as Palestine as a form of a, not an insult, but degradating term, right? So there was never a Palestine. There were multiple tribes in that region or multiple entities who did not have a solidified leader like a king. Right? They all had their own chieftains. Right? And then when, okay, you told about resettlement post Egypt when they came from Sevla, that's when there was the settlement, they defeated them. And then, then you had one king and one structure in there. Mm-hmm. And then that went all through history. This is history, which is whether biblical and it's also confirmed archaeologically until the Roman Empire entered. And then the displacement started to happen. And then after the Roman Empire, you had the battle with your the Arabs from the north, and then they took over, which we talk about the Great Crusades. Are we are we are we denying that history ever happened? We I can't, I can't denying, deny it. We're not denying any history, but mm-hmm. we are denying the fact that history starts with Jews. No one before says them, Jews. No, before them, a Judea, which is you know a Palestine. Okay, Palestine and Judah and Judea eh, and the Philistines, they all combined to become Palestine, right? They were renamed to be Palestinian Syria, okay? By someone else, by someone else. By someone else, yes. Yes. That was the Roman Empire now doing all that. But eh, what we are saying is the Jews, when they relocated into Canaan, when they got to Canaan, that land, that holy land, was Judea. Okay, and Judea is where, uh, traditionally, is where Jerusalem was, right? Hmm. So that land where Abraham settled in that land, and we will say his remains are in that land, is what the Jews are claiming that is their land. Right, so I'll give you a scenario that you pass on here in Australia, your remains are here in Australia, your kids grow up to know that this is our area where our father you know died, and then in the history making, they are maybe disposed and relocated to another place, and when they come back and claim that this is our father's land. 
effectively it's not their father's land, it's the aboriginal's land. It's the indigenous Canaanites' land. That's where we are saying it's not their land. They've got no claim over that land because the prehistoric people own that land. So that land now has to be divided equally between the Israelites and the Palestinians. And there should be no fighting over that. They should be brothers, you know, in arms, sharing the Gaza and the West Bank equally. Not what they are doing like cancer, like a broken blanket where if you rip one corner, you can't stop it. It keeps going. They are, they are tumorous. They are malignant. They are encroaching into Gaza. They are encroaching into West Bank. Forget Hamas. Hamas is just another excuse that they are putting on the spanner in the works. Yeah. As I, said. I am a Christian. I believe in the biblical, you know, narrations. Let's not worry about the whole biblical. Biblically, it's been confirmed archaeologically. Yes. Right? In terms yes. of this, it's, it's well known. Right, mm -hmm. the only point of difference where people always disagree is who's Jesus. Jesus, some say there is a prophet, some say he's the Son of God. That's where that's where the main disagreement really comes to. But anything prior to that, everyone agrees yes. that where we've spoken about having little multiple tribes when Abraham settled and Abraham grew and became stronger, you know, and they moved to Egypt were in slavery for many years. Right, and then obviously their population grew over that time, which they made the journey into there, and they started to displace, and all those things happened. But as I said, guys, you don't have to bust a lung about it. These yeah. people need to have a, an amicable solution. It's uh, it's not going to happen though. Yeah, because no one is listening to anyone. Yeah, each yeah. one. The Jews are up to wiping the Palestinians. Yeah. You know, it's, it's their mission. Yeah, I'm no, sure that's all they're... good. That's all good. Anything else you want to add on that one, gentlemen? No, nah, that's all. We can, uh, we can update as we go into other episodes. Uh, look, this yeah, one, we've got many updates. Story. I think everything, uh, <laughs> the ha most happiest person at the moment right now, I think, is uh, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> everything yeah. is now quiet about Russia and Ukraine. <laughs> so on his political standpoint, he's happy. He recently made a trip to China, which just flew underneath the radar. And as well, you can see, China is pretty quiet in this matter. So there's a lot of uh, geopolitical you know, things happening which people are, are not looking, people are only being given face value. I know we wanted to touch on this topic, but you see that, you know, everything has started to to go up again, uh, post this <laughs> Syria, Palestine, Israel, cost of living. I know it was one of our talking points. I think we'll delve that into that more detail in our next episode about cost of living, other topics that we've got. Anything you wanted to talk about the cost of living? Are these wars being used as an excuses for people to recover their money post-COVID? Thoughts? I can see you all smiling. 
I, I don't have enough information on this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, just speaking from a hunch, you know, with uh, COVID, you know, there was a lot of printing of uh, of currency mm-hmm. all across the globe, which was a fuel lighter for inflation. And now trying to, you know, to chase the inflation, the reserve banks, the central banks are trying to increase interest rates so that they fight the inflation, right? So that process of increasing interest rates it will also cut deep into the cost of living. Uh, you find that a lot of things, the prices, they are kind of going up because of the inflation, but businesses are not making any profit because of the high interest rates. If you are a homeowner on a mortgage, you took a mortgage that's uh, like 700000 at the law of uh, the COVID, the interest rates were sub 2%. Yeah. So you could repay your mortgage like, like $1,900 to repay a $700,000 loan. But now the interest rates for mortgage repayment, they are sitting at 5.58 all the way to 6 plus percent, which brings you to close to 4000 in repayments which is more than 100% increase in your monthly repayment, which your salary as an individual has not increased 100%. So effectively, where you were using third of your salary to pay the mortgage, uh, the cost of uh, repaying is now more than half your income, which is also considered you know, financial uh, stress here in Australia. So at the end of the day, cost of living is affecting people on paper and in their pockets as they go shopping because everything in the shops is going up. You know, while back when I first moved into Australia with 200 bucks, I would fill in the basket. But now with $200, I barely fill in a plastic bag unless if it's a box of cereal only. Yeah. yeah, cost of living, I think, yeah, when we were talking about interest rates, I think we had that discussion the other day, that they are going to go up. I think there is a prediction that next week there will be a raise in interest rates, particularly with what's happened here in terms of the this Israel situation. So preempt another 2.5. But, but, but can you cut into how, how does Israeli situation end up increasing Australian well, the, the halfway across the world from from those people, how does that uh, end up increasing our interest rates? In terms of you know, they they all use it costs the basic costs and the cash expenditure which you have to use to ship things products into the country increases. So you have to print more money. The more money you from have where to, they just from where <laughs> and 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 why? Because <laughs> shipping yeah. routes guy have to change for safety. No, but Israel is not really... No, I'm saying that to to pass through some of the regions, you know, you've got the Russia-Ukraine area, so shipping routes, some have to change, so you have to print more money. 
basical way they're saying that there's need to print more money for you to to cover some of the obligations they may have. So the more money which is printed as Joe is alluded, the higher the interest rates will go. Yeah, but I think we'll, deal, we'll delve okay, into so that. To, to answer the question that Tina's had, hmm. uh, how the war uh, will impact the cost of living out here, you find that there are so many interlinked, you know, is supplies and services. You find that the Israeli-Palestinian conflict has got an impact on, uh, you know, Iran. Iran is big producer of oil. Yeah. Saudi Arabia is a big producer of oil. Those people, they are invested in that uh, conflict. So there are going to be a number of, uh, we are anticipating there can be embargoes on Iran. Because there is belief that Iran is involved in the 7th of October attacks. So that will affect the flow of, uh, you know, oil into the markets, which will effectively increase the price of oil. And then the higher the oil price, the higher the price on the pump here in Australia. The higher the price of the pump on the pump in Australia, the higher the groceries because they are being delivered from Adelaide to Queensland. You know, so it's it's more like a snowball or ripple effect. It's similarly to what happened during the onset of the Ukraine, because Ukraine and Russia were the biggest, you know, producers of wheat and other grains, as yeah. well as oil. So that restriction into the products coming into the market, we saw the increase in oil price. We saw the increase in commodity prices. Oh, yeah, for, for Ukraine, yeah, yeah, I understand, because like you said, they're the biggest producers of grain. Yeah. A lot of that grain is needed in Africa and all these places, even for us. But I just wondered where, how Israel, Israel and Palestine... Israel is indirectly a chess piece. Because this war for them is inland. Uh, it has nothing to do with... Yeah, but remember, if 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 missiles are being, you know, <laughs> whether they're inland, you've got other parties which want to get involved, you know, your Saudis, your Irans, US. US. So there will be a lot of movement across. So let's say if you're a supplier of a particular product, you try and find the... I was talking oh, about shipping. The alternative so, route, if you know there are embargoes which may be placed on on a place like Iran in terms of their oil, there's a reduction in oil production. Mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia will increase their price because they might have to put out more barrels in terms of oil. So there's a lot of uh, factors in play now, which again, because of the quantitative easing which we went through post COVID, governments need to recover. Their money, interest rates, uh, financial institutions need to. Like at the moment, we were, we were talking to someone else that they they refinanced in 2020 during COVID, and mm-hmm. a three-year term, it was sub two percent. But now the yes. bank wants nearly seven percent variable. <laughs> yes, seven percent is no joke. That's crazy, mate. So, yes. and then the bank is not wanting to give them a fixed term because of their financial circumstances. Yeah, because your salary hasn't increased that much. So effectively, they consider you to be 
financially not sustainable to be able to take a 600 or $700,000 loan. Or to refinance. Or to refinance. So you're stuck. Yeah. I think maybe, yeah, we need to maybe call in an expert who can talk to us about some of these things that, uh, because, hey, it's just crazy how that, all of that makes sense to, 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 <laughs> You know, to to to, 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 for us to have to pay for, for, for all of that. And the unfortunate thing is we, the normal people on the ground are always taxed more than the people who are actually making the money. Yes. Yeah. Because the people who are making the money have got, you know, best tax agents, the best lawyers who know the loopholes in the tax system. So, yeah. So it's all about the money. Look, at the end of the day, whether it's the Ukraine war, the Israel war, trace the money. There's one uh, conspiracy theorist who was <laughs> banned, but once you try to trace the money, you see that it leads to some weird places. Only a few people make money out of these type of situations, or some uh, we increase their wealth. Oh, yeah, there's definitely people who are benefiting in every war. I'm forgetting what this... There's a group that is that is called. I'm forgetting what they're called. That they meet every, every six months or so, and when they meet, there's no bodyguard, there's no chef, there's no nobody who's supposed to be there, and they 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 discuss who's going to war with who, who's giving who money, what is going to happen next, what is going to happen, and they basically sit down and discuss the world. And this is why you find most wars, when they are fought, it's never something that happens instantaneously and you have a full-fledged war. It's something that happens, that is a build-up of things. Words spoken, this, 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 before any gun is shot. You know, there's somebody out there who eventually just says, we are going to this to all of you. And <laughs> before you know it, you know, armies are already there and the already guns are fighting. Yeah. Guns blazing. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. No. Thank you so much, gentlemen. It's been a beautiful episode of Armor Gents. We're back now. It's took a few weeks off, recharge the batteries, recalibrate. Lots of things happening. We can delve for three, four hours. So many things happening in the world, even of entertainment, all that stuff. So, Let's watch this space and join us on another episode of Amagents Podcast. Find us on all our socials at Amagents Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tinas. Thank you, Joe. Have an awesome Thank week. You.